And we're back, officially. For the third try. For the f- fourth time? No, we've tried to do this three times. Uh, it's been a hot minute. How have you guys been? Well, you should say who you are. Nope. This is, that's Carl. Mm. Carl Slominski, and I'm Jenna Wright. And this is the Tricky Animals podcast, The Return, the 2.0. 2.0. Hot theme song. Hotter hosts. hosts? I don't know. Uh, and this is where we chat about the creative life, news in our industries, and all things film, comics, TV, writing, art, music, and so on, which is exactly what I have written in our Substack here. So it's just like every other podcast on the internet. Except it's special because it's ours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd say our failed first three attempts at recording this would speak to the opposite. Listen, we were just knocking off the rust. So I'm going to blow up your spot a little bit and no. ask... Yeah, oh, nope, you've got to... I'm going to ask the, the tricky question, get it? Well, uh, why the hell do you want to resurrect our dead podcast? Um, is it, t- like, are we going to use the word content? <sighs> New drinking game. Every time Jenna says content, drink. And you're also allowed to leave me an angry comment because content is gross. Also, just leave angry comments anyway. Uh, it's because I like to stay busy and I like to overload my plate and I like to, I, yeah, that's it. You're a workaholic. I'm a workaholic. So why not do another thing? Plus, I like this. I like talking to you about the creative stuff. Can a case be made that you're a high-functioning creative? Mm, depends on the day. <laughs> depends on how much sleep I've gotten the night before, how much caffeine is in my system, how much water is in my system, okay. trying, to, trying to get hydrated. You're really awful at hydrating. I'm really awful at hydrating, even though I have like six beverages around me at all times. I'm sure this is exactly what people care about on podcasts. I think that what they really care about is what we're really going to talk about, and today it's going to be comics. Unfortunately. Comic-centric. Um, which is fine, because I, I had some questions. We've been, we've been talking about it lately. And you were just at a convention. Yeah, I had a little local show recently, which was kind of fun. Empire Comics Fest, uh, set up by our friend Ken Wheaton. And, uh, yeah, it's been my first show in a while, so it was nice to get back and, you know, experience the con life, whatever the hell that is. Again, shake off the rust. (laughs) That's the theme for the week, apparently, as we now dive into tricky animals for the first time in three years shaking off the rust well what was fun was that even i couldn't be there unfortunately but um we were going to do a panel and so carl got to do the panel by himself and apparently carl is quite the public speaker which is in no way uh no way indicated on this podcast (laughs) uh but i heard that you uh you captivated the room I did. All 12 people were very excited. Hey, you said at least a couple dozen. <laughs> Let's not denigrate. I'll denigrate if it's, if it's me. Uh, yeah, it was nice. Uh, I like talking about myself. I like taking questions. I like holding the microphone on a stage. Well, you used to be a singer in a band, so that makes sense. We don't need to go into that. Um, well, why don't you talk about what they asked you? You had some really good questions, right? Just a lot of questions about craft and process and influences. Kind of your garden variety, usual comic con questions yeah questions about us working together right yeah and i just told them the truth about how awful we are to work with total nightmare massive diva control freak uh treats artists like absolute garbage i do not don't let that get around hashtag jenna's the worst (laughs) um but we were talking about comics and kind of again uh 
we're also doing a behind the scenes thing on the Substack, and the, the behind the scenes thing that's going to drop on Wednesday um, is about what it takes to break into the comics industry a little bit. And I mentioned that you can't just walk in or you can't just pitch usually. Um, you have to have a body of work before you are then going to get any work or you're going to be taken seriously. Um, because it's proof of what you can do, and it's proof of your voice, and it's proof of your tastes, and people can see whether or not they want to be involved with you and what you're about. I'd say a strong case could be made that that's most industries, though. Sure. I mean, you're not going to get to direct a film right out the gate unless you do it yourself. Yep, absolutely. And off of that, you know, most likely self-finance project, you will then be able to get a bigger project. Yeah. Um... And I make a point to say, uh, by the way, self-financing, I entered a contest. I, I went to one of those talent searches um, because I didn't have the money to pay collaborators. And I think that you should always pay your collaborators. And I was like, listen, all I have to do now is write a script and see if they want to work with me as opposed to hoping and praying that people would want to work on my idea for free, which I always hate, hate to do. Yeah. Try to stay away from as much as possible. Even though she made me work for absolutely free on the last two projects that I did with her. Uh, the reward on that is that you get to hang out with me 24-7. Hashtag Jenna's the worst. <laughs> um, but when he was at the convention, um, I wasn't there, clearly. Uh, but people were asking. They said, you know, hey, uh, Jenna's written now for Zenoscope and Jenna's on Cult of Icarus. I'm surprised that she isn't doing more comics. And my question to Carl was... Listen, aside from creator-owned stuff, I feel like once you start working with indie companies like we worked with Scout, um, and you're working with a couple of unannounced companies right now, right? Mm-hmm. The next step up is going to be Marvel or DC, and I don't understand how that works. It, unless you just track down an editor's email address and send them your pitch. I'm thoroughly convinced that everyone that's gotten writing work at Marvel or DC... I actually don't know anyone who's gotten work at DC. Yeah. Um, but... Anyone that does, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly convinced that it's just because they stalk them on Twitter for, like, years. Do you really think that social media has an impact on whether or not someone gets hired? I think now it does. Yeah. I, it definitely, there are definitely uh, inroads into film and television if you've got enough followers or enough influence that's on why, social media. That's why you're seeing, like, Bella Thorne in all the movies now. <laughs> that's why I'm out here creating content. Hashtag Jenna's the worst. <laughs> Uh, but no, so do you really think that's all it takes, is just hounding someone on... Well, when I say that, part of that comes with a thin layer of cynicism, but I don't think that's all that it takes. I think that getting in the door is easy, staying in the room is hard. Agreed. Because a lot of creators flame out very quickly, and like, where do they go? They, they just disappear. You never see other stuff from them. And others just continue to make stuff and go and go and go. And then you're like, oh, my God, that guy writes everything now. Sure. But you never see someone who draws everything now, do you? No. Ever. Ever. Uh, it's kind of interesting, though, because the majority of those that do draw everything, they seem to have lasting careers as opposed to the flash-in-the-pan creators that pop on the scene shit out a couple books, and they usually look like that, and basically give up. It's an endurance test. 
getting into comics is an endurance test because one, the working conditions, especially when you're starting out, are pretty garbage. Abysmal, one could say. Uh, the compensation is... Abysmal, one could say. And uh, by and large, the industry isn't actually run like a business. Oh, and with compensation, you don't get paid until what, like net 30 or net 60? Yeah, depending. So you'll do the work for free with the promise that you'll be paid in 30 to 60 days. And as we've seen, uh, sometimes that doesn't exactly work out. Yeah, so why exactly do you want to keep making comments? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a lifer. I've already got 10 plus years. Well, I genuinely like it. I genuinely like writing comics. It's, I think I've said this before, but it's not, it is easier than screenwriting because you have somebody who's hopefully going to make you look good in, in the artistic space and, and your words are, are much more easily changed and, and molded to what that person is doing. It's, it's just not, the burden's not all on you. It's also probably an easier collaboration than film since film is hundreds of people working together and comics it's what three four yeah three four five if you have an editor <laughs> editor <laughs> but the 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 question stands like social media aside i've done a couple of indie books if i wanted to break into the big two space how do you know how one goes about that i think you're asking the absolutely wrong person for that because i never want to work for the big two fair enough and that's not that's not because I don't like stuff that they've done. Obviously, most of us grew up reading comics from those companies, Marvel and DC respectively. But the thing that I think the social mediafication, new word of comics industry is um so there's so much garbage attached to working on someone's favorite character. Like these yeah. these characters have been in the zeitgeist for Decades, 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 and if you don't do a satisfying job with those characters in the eyes of the reader, the backlash from fandom is the worst because there's a relationship with those characters, and I don't want to be on the receiving end of some fans, you know, dis disinterest in what I do, or vitriol, or abuse. Let's yeah, well, it's honest. the internet. The internet was made for being awful. Well, how many comics creators did we see? Uh, flee Twitter for Substack because they had the chance to not only control their own properties, but also they could not stand fanboys and girls and everyone screaming at them or, or being abusive, and they can control their audience on a newsletter. Yeah, I did, that's the thing. I think about maybe one day landing a book like, oh, I'm on Daredevil. I love Daredevil. Oh, I love Daredevil. Love Daredevil. But... If I were to get a Daredevil book, I can guarantee that at least 25% of the readers hate what I do because everyone has their idea of what these things are supposed to be. Yeah. And if you don't meet those expectations, you're obviously the worst. Mm -hmm. It goes Hitler, Mussolini, you. Because <laughs> uh, that's the way the internet works. And since people have no filters on the internet, there you go. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. That's fair. So do I know how to get in the door as a writer for the big two? Nope. Uh, it's probably, like I said, a lot of hassling editors. I'm sure meet, you know, making a point to meet people at conventions if you're fortunate enough to go and Absolutely. get into conventions. But also the body of work. The body of work. If you already have, you know, a little bibliography and books that have done fairly well, I, you know, people do take notice. 
I would also say, listen, uh, this is a very circuitous route, Ooh. but yeah, I know, right? I'm a writer. Um, if you also have a fairly successful career in another medium, so let's say you're a YA author or you are a TV writer, uh, a lot of times I think publishers will seek you out. Yeah. You think? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. But I don't know. It hasn't happened to me. <laughs> well, you're just an artist, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot. You can just be tossed aside because comics isn't a visual medium or anything. Well, comics also doesn't seem to think that writers can also be artists and vice versa. But True. Yeah. There's a lot of bad opinions in this industry. But, uh, you know, keep to yourself and make cool stuff. Nothing speaks louder than a stack of books that you made. Yeah. And yours is, you know, steadily growing as I've seen you at the desk. Yeah, I try. Hey, you succeed. <laughs> I'm trying not to be self-deprecating on the podcast. <laughs> so no definitive answers there, but I would just say if you're looking to get into the upper echelons of comics, I don't think it hurts to reach out to editors on social media platforms. That's what social media is for. Um, just remain polite and respectful and... Come at them with something to say. Come at them with something to see. Uh, come at them and say, you know, I, if I were to go up to somebody, you know, I'm Jenna, I write horror, I write sci-fi. It's genre. It's it's going to be probably female-centric in, in a weird way. Not like Lady Rara, but I tend to just write a lot of women. Um, and also target who you speak to, because not everybody's going to want the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Um, Sounds like you're formulating a plan that I don't know about. Yes, as I'm over here twirling my villain mustache. Yep, it's true. You have a mustache. Hashtag (laughs) Jenna's the worst. Um, Yeah. So thanks for pseudo-answering my question. Yeah, I try to be as helpful as possible. (laughs) Listen, comics is a real crapshoot. I think, especially now, the industry is going through some radical changes. And uh, I, I prefer to work with my head down, just making the things I like. Do you think that, not that we're going to get deep into the pandemic here or anything, but I feel like comics goes in cycles. Do you feel like now with the uh, pandemic kind of coming to a close and, and it feels like big shifts are happening, do you feel like a new cycle is starting in comics? Maybe. Do you hope a new cycle is starting in comics? Maybe. If I'm going to be completely honest, I think... The only way there's going to be any kind of cycle in comics is if they stop making the same mistakes. Sure. But comics never has their own best interest in mind, so they probably will continue to make the same mistakes in just different ways. Do you want to name those mistakes, or do you want to, you want to just leave that as it is, let it lie? I'd like, to, I'd like to stay off the radar as far as bad <laughs> opinions are concerned. And when I say bad opinions, I mean accurate. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll save those for my podcast. Yeah, you can start your own. What was it going to be called? Uh, DOA, the Death of Art podcast. Stop it. That's, I'm not even kidding. I have a logo and everything. Of course you do. It's going to be flipping great. I'm just going to have a bunch of cynics on, just like me. At least once a week I walk into your office and you're working on a logo for something that I know nothing about. <laughs> I have a lot of projects. I have a lot of things I want to do in my lifetime. I got a lot of thoughts in my head. I got a lot of things I want to do. Got a lot of anger when I just keep to myself all day. <laughs> Uh, hey, right. Carl, what you think about when you sit at the desk? Murder. Murder all day. It's all right. So, yeah. You, right. You're getting in, in, into comics pretty hard lately, huh? Well, so when Carl came home from the convention, he brought a stack of books. 
um, that he got for the price of one Conan the Barbarian drawing. Um, yeah, I kind of made it like a bandit. And there were some older issues uh, from the 80s, right, of Daredevil, Man Without Fear. And I made a point to read them, and man, they're so good. I'm like, man, I should be writing comics. I want to do really well. Um, written by, who were they written by? Uh, I think it was Anne Nascenti. And then it was... David uh, Metzikelli. Metzikelli, who's just... His work is so gorgeous. I think he's one of my favorite artists of all time. Whoa. Yeah. Fine. It's yeah. like that, huh? Yeah. Well, present company excluded, obviously. No, it's all right. I'd put Matt Kelly over me, too. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. Um, He's a handsome guy. But the storytelling is wonderful. And I, I realized I, a lot of the discourse in comics these days is don't put politics in my comics or don't, you know, I'm mad because not everyone's white or there's not enough representation or whatever it is. People get really mad about all of these things that have nothing to do with the actual storytelling. And what I noticed in these books, I said first thing to Carl was, listen, there is a person in a wheelchair in this comic. They deal with blindness, clearly. I mean, Daredevil is blind, but there's also like this pandemic of blindness. And they're also dealing with the IRA, like the the Irish uh, army. Mm-hmm. So it's clearly political. And yet... It's all in the service. First of all, no one gives a shit that the woman's in a wheelchair. No one cares. Because who cares? She's in a wheelchair. But, like, no one makes a point to say, these are my politics, these are my politics. It's just, it's a political story, but it's also a well-told story. And that was just so refreshing to me that, like, even when it was two people sitting at a table drinking coffee and speaking... It wasn't about what they were drinking or what they were eating or what they were going to do that day. It was about the IRA and it was about the blindness pandemic. It was about the story they were trying to tell, not just filler for three pages about their brunch. Yeah, modern comics has an odd fascination with food. Anyway, that was my rant. You should really read Daredevil, uh, Man Without Fear. If you think that comics uh, are bad now, just wait until we start to see the stuff that's going to get churned out because of the writer's strike. Oh, Lordy, that's for another podcast. Because, no, 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 no. <laughs> I see it on your little fake list of things to talk about. Yeah, well, the, I mean, do you really want to go on the writer's strike? I'm not going to go on the writer's strike, but I will say, uh, during the last writer's strike, a lot of TV writers went to make comics, you know, because they didn't have anything they really could do. And then we got a lot of really mediocre IP grabs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, what, 11 weeks into this writer's strike? It's been quite a while. So that's just enough time for them to all get uh, books at Dark Horse and Image and probably the big two. It'll be nice. I look forward to next year's slate of comics from TV writers. Listen, not everything is terrible, though. Some you, things you are. Can't, you Most can't things are. paint with a, the broad brush stroke, I feel like. Some things have got to be good. Maybe. Time will tell on that one. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Fair enough. We'll have to wait and see. And then you can judge on the stuff that you actually see. I haven't been to a comic shop in over a year, so I don't I don't think I'll even see it when it comes out. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so that was my rant. Sorry about that. Um, and I think that's kind of what I wanted to cover today. Ooh. A little bit of the con- like. We're not going to overstay our welcome here, folks. We're going to get in. We're going to give you the, the, the doodads, the juice, and then we're going to get out. You only got stuff to do when everybody's got a podcast, so. Sorry for this sounding at all rickety. Uh 
Shaking we, off the rust. Just knocking getting, off the rust. Just getting back into it. Um, but before we go, uh, you, what do you want to say? You oh, got, you got a pop up shop I happening. Got a plug. You got a plug. You got a plug at the end. Uh, this is like hot ones. <laughs> this camera, this camera, this camera. Tell the folks what you got going on. Well, you're no Sean Evans. <laughs> um, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for the remainder of the month of July, when this drops, uh, I have a pop-up shop online of original art. If that's your bag, you can find it at my website, slowmotionart.com. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Carl Slominski. And are you also taking commissions or is it just the stuff that's for sale? Just the stuff that's for sale. Okay. Uh, I'll be at Small Press Expo in September, which I know is a ways out, but you should start planning now. All right. And uh, as I talk about on and off, I wrote a few novels based on a busted spec I wrote called Hellion. And those are all for sale on Amazon. The uh, entire series is complete. So just look up Gentleman Wright on Amazon and you should find my books along with the comics uh, that I've written. But all these links will be in the, the show notes on the, the Substack and the YouTubes and the whatnot. And I am uh, Jenilyn Wright on Instagram. There you go. She posts pictures of the cat more than anything. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. So anyway, thanks you guys for listening. We'll be back once a week. And uh, peace? <laughs> you know, we used to sign off with the slogan of the studio. Oh, that's right. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Shut up. And make stuff.